Okay, good afternoon everyone. Shem Aleichem. We continue in the Archais Chaim of the Rosh. We are up to Ois Chavchas. Koyach. Midvar Sheker Terchak. From a word of lie, you should distance yourself. It's uh, interesting. Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky had a number of practices at the end of his life that were because of his adherence to never tell a lie. Um... Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky was from Lita, but at the end of his life he had a few what we call Hasidic customs. He did not eat gebrakst, and he wore a tefillin of Rabbi Tam. Why? When he was a bacher, he once uh, was a guest in someone's house, and uh, the, the balabasa brought him a certain type of food, and Rabbi Yaakov did, really did not want to eat it. So he said, uh, he doesn't eat gebrakst which he did, but from then on, for the rest of his life, he never did again, in order that he should not have said something which was Sheker. Uh, one time, Rav Shraga Faival Mendelovich was uh, asking Rav Yaakov, no, why don't you wear a Rabbeinu Tam Tefillin? Even the Chavetz Chaim, at the end of his life, wore a Rabbeinu Tam Tefillin. And Rav Yaakov said, okay, the Chavetz Chaim started wearing Rabbeinu Tam when he was 90. When I turn 90, I'll, uh, I'll wear Rabbeinu Tam Tefillin. And sure enough, 50 years later, when Rabbi Yaakov turned 90, he remembered his commitment and he started to wear Rabbi Tam Tefillin. Um, interesting, Rav Kahaneman, Rav Yosef Kahaneman had a very unusual custom. The night of Rosh Hashanah, he ate the Suda all by himself. He did not even eat together with his wife. And the reason was he was once going fundraising in Chicago. Uh, this is in the year 1929, Tafresh Petes. And he was hoping to get a very respectable donation from a certain Gvir. So he went to Davin in the shul of the Gvir, the night of Rosh Hashanah. And the Gvir said, hey, Rabbi, why don't you come home with me tonight? We'll dip the apple and the honey together. Now, Rav Kahneman had no desire <laughs> to join this fellow for the Suda. So he said, I'm sorry, I have a custom that I eat the Rosh Hashanah meal in solitude. Basically, from all of this, we see how Gedele Yisrael were so careful that if they uttered a word, it had to be uh, absolutely true. Um, it's a very interesting Marsha. The Marsha brings down a story about someone who committed every Avera in the book, in the book and... He went to a Chacham to ask the Chacham, you know, what should he do? Is there any way to repair himself? And the Chacham said, look, just accept upon yourself one thing, and that's already a start. So he said, what should I accept upon myself? So the Chacham said, accept upon yourself that you'll never lie. So this Ganav Gazlin Avarian accepted upon himself he'll never, he'll never lie. So he continued his bad practices of stealing, of robbing. And one time he was on the way to a certain city, and somebody asked him, hey, pal, where are you going? And um, he remembered that he committed never to tell a lie. So he said, actually, I'm going to chase bank, to rob the bank. So, oh, very nice. Bracha v'hatzlacha. And he continued going. And um, he was on the way to kill someone. And somebody said, no, where, where are you going? He said, on the way to Nebraska to kill someone. 
Really? Okay, very nice. Bracha v'atzlacha. He continued on his way. He's still going to Nebraska to kill someone. Another guy meets him. Where are you going? He said, I'm on my way to Nebraska to, to kill someone. And then he realized that if he goes and he kills this person, he has two Edim who could testify against him. So he decided he's not going to kill him. And that one thing led to the next. He went to the Siam Hashas. He started the Daf Yoimi. And the rest is history. He even, he learns Archas Chaim with the rush. He's on the Zoom to the, no, just joking. But, you know, he became a complete tzaddik. That's the story brought down in the Marsha. So our Rashiva asked, when this fellow was asked, where is he going? He could just say, I'm going to Nebraska. Who asked him? He wasn't asked, what are you doing? What are you going to do in Nebraska? He was asked, where is he going? So he could just say, I'm going to Nebraska. Why does he, have, why does he feel he has to divulge what he's doing in Nebraska? So we see from here, our Rashiva pointed out, the demands of MS, that if someone asks where you're going, and you just say, I'm going to Nebraska, that implies you're going there to do something redeemable, something admirable. It almost sounds like you're not going there to do something bad. It's not MS just to say, I'm going to Nebraska. In fact, you know, if let's say, uh, so, so think about it. You know, MS demands, MS dictates, that if somebody asks where you're going, you know, and you're going to do something rotten, you may re- be required to divulge what you're going to do. You hear the subtlety, the demands of MS. You know, if Shlomo Zaman was once asked, let's say you're uh, go visit someone in the hospital in Lakewood, but the only reason you're visiting him is because you're in Lakewood anyway, and you walk in. Are you obligated to tell the guy, by the way, I had to be next door anyway? So why do I have to tell him? I, I didn't tell him I came just for him. Yeah, but by you coming, it gives the imp- um, implication that you made the trip just for him. You might be required to say, by the way, I happen to be here. So, you know, our standard of MS is uh, not necessarily the Chaysama Yishal HaKadosh Baruch Anyway... The Rosh continues. Don't say something sheker. Do not say God's name in vain. Don't say Hashem's name in a dirty spot. So these are three things that a person has to be careful about regarding in Yonei Dibor. Not to say sheker. Not to say Shem Shamayim Levatala. And not to say Hashem's name in a Makayim Metunaf. The Reb Goldberg understands the flow of these three warnings is first, don't lie. Because if you lie, you're mechalel dibura, you're saying sheker. Next, even if you're not saying sheker, but you're saying Hashem's name for no purpose, that's also a violation of dibur. And then, even if you're not lying, and if it's not for no purpose, but if it's not in the right makayim, then that's also a violation of uh, improper speech. I think we could learn this the exact opposite way. In other words, if somebody is not honest in their speech, they profane the significance of their words, that could lead them to say God's name in vain. So they're not sort of disrespecting Hashem's name, but they're saying it for no 
objective purpose, and that could lead to something maybe even most chamor, which is saying Hashem's name in a makoim metunaf, which actually gets involved in kidvar Hashem baza, which might be the strictest of all three. So, so here, interestingly, the rush groups together all these three forms of diburim, and the same way one cannot violate God's name either by saying it in vain or saying it in a dirty spot, one cannot violate his words and one has to make sure that the words are true and the implication given from what one says is true. One last thing. The, um, the Gemara Makoi says, you know the story with the two ladies, each one claiming it was their son, and when Shalom HaMelech said, split the kid, so one woman said, okay, good idea. The other one said, no, give it to the other one. So Shalom HaMelech um, the Pasuk says, He imai. This is the mother. So the Gemara asks, How could Shlomo say, He imai? He didn't know for sure. It's not like he had Edim. And the Gemara says, No, he didn't. He just awarded that woman, the kid, and the Baskal confirmed, He imai. The question is, Why can't Shlomo say, He imai? Shlomo had un unchallengeable proof that this is the mother. In fact, his raya was so mukhrach that the that the, the psukim say that, that Klal Yisrael saw the great wisdom of Shlomo and they were in awe of Shlomo's wisdom. So he had a chazaka, he had presumptive, he had a, he had very clear evidence this is the mother. So why, uh, he had enough evidence to give the, the woman the child. So if he has a chazaka and he's authorized to award the woman the child, why can't he say the words, Hi'imai? So apparently we see from the Gemara that just because you know 99.9% this is the mother, and just because Halacha allows you to rely on that evidence, but if you don't know a thousand percent this is the mother, despite the fact you could take the kid and give it to the woman, but it's not MS to say this is the mother. You weren't there when the mother, when the woman gave birth to him. So how could you say this is the mother? Only God could say this is the mother. So that's a standard of MS that we're not accustomed to. We, For us, as long as we're 51% sure of something, we're willing to say it. According to Chazal, you could be 99% sure of something with such chachma that all of Klaiso could be in awe of your your reasoning. Nevertheless, unless you know something absolutely firsthand, you can't say it as fact. So this is all the uh, demands of the... Mida Mida Saemas of Akadish Barakal. Okay, thanks everyone for joining. Bas Shem, we'll see everyone tomorrow. Same time. Kaltov, have a great night.